episode 250. We're a quarter of the way to a thousand. Insane, insane stuff. Host Cat here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. And if you can't tell, I'm smiling because <laughs> hockey gods, the hockey gods looked down on myself and the New York Rangers and put a stop to what the NHL has been doing in the playoffs, what the Pittsburgh Penguins have been doing in the playoffs. We're moving on, baby. We are moving on. Uh, I'm pretty pumped. Somebody who's probably less pumped is Brownie because his Bruins aren't moving on. But they're not. But they had they had a hell of a run. They played a lot better than I thought they were gonna do. But Brownie, how's everything going, buddy? They're good. I uh, like how when we were in our little group text there, the three of us <clears throat> during the game, uh, it was almost like you saw it coming, and they fought to the end. They almost they almost tied it up at the end there, which was would have been crazy. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Carolina's a, a squad. I know. Uh, I know. I wanted them to play the the Hurricanes when going in. Uh, There's a reason why I'm uh, doing a podcast and not behind the bench of the NHL. But uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for, right? But they they played hard all the way through. I don't have an issue with anyone's game. Uh, there are some things that I think could be improved upon, which you know I'm working on a post mortem, which will be posted in the next few days. Um, you know let the sting wear off a little bit and yeah, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm glad for you. Happy for you. There was a sick video you tweeted out last night with the, uh, the slam of the, uh, milk ultra shirtless in upstate New York. Yep. Yep. And, uh, uh I, yeah, we move I, I on. Wanna... I am, I'm fully, uh, what is that? I want, I want to tip my cap to you because you just handled losing a series like a pro. And there's a, there's a lot of teams out there where their their fan base are a bunch of little whiny soy boy pussies that don't handle it like a bro like you do. So, well, Brownie, tip in the cap. I appreciate that. But, like, Disco and I were going back and forth a little bit. Not negatively. He was just chirping me a little. You need to win and lose with class as an organization, as a team, as a person. And I think that you know more – you learn more about people and how they handle the hard times than the easy times. That makes sense. Like Hal gets on Vegas, like he can't stand it because they haven't suffered enough, right? Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to Vegas later, but you have to be able to shake hands with the guys that you played against and competed with, no matter what happens, and hold your head high and and act like a true professional gentleman, whatever gentle person, whatever you want to say, and you know win and lose of class. And if you don't, like I said in the group chat, receipts are for douches, personally. And there are guys that I play beer league. There's one guy, I won't even say his name, but there's a guy I played beer league with and I would chirp in them when we were on separate teams. He saved the email from like three years and then sent it back. And he's like, what do you got to say now? And I'm like, I say I live in your head rent free is what I say. Yeah. I mean, it's just so stupid. When when uh when we talk about the Rangers and the Penguins in a bit, can you just sort of remind me what you said? You got to win and lose the class. Can you do <laughs> that? Enough. Um. And this is gonna be shocking. I don't do either of those things, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into it. But yeah, I mean the playoffs, man. Holy shit, uh, we got. It's weird, right? Tonight, no hockey. Doesn't yeah. it feel really weird? It's it's like Twilight Zone. Um, we got the Rangers playing the Hurricanes, the Lightning playing the Panthers, Avs got the Blues, and uh, Battle Alberta. Well, we got the Battle of Florida and the Battle of Alberta. I, that Battle of Florida may be bloodier than the Battle of Alberta. So, to me, I agree. The Alberta and Florida, those are going to be the hard-hitting ones. For can me. I just can I go off on a tangent for a sec? Yeah. So, for those that aren't watching on YouTube, we both have morning skate banners hanging behind us. And yours must be off the wall because it's like oh, breathing yeah. as you move. It's floating. Yeah. yeah, it's blowing. So, 
for those that don't know, when you do mushrooms, one of the one of the early one of the early indicators is the walls start to breathe, and I'm like, did I mess up with what I was doing today? Because <laughs> the thing's billowing behind you. So, what's it? What's it called? Try Tri- no. What's it? Cetacetaline or something. And there's our first Mia culpa of episode. Fair enough. Yep. There's there's a, there's like a fancy name for mushrooms nowadays. Um, but I you have the Alberta, Florida. That's gonna be hard hitting. I think the Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues matchup is gonna be fucking awesome. You have a Stanley yep. Cup champion playing against somebody who desperately wants it. And then for me, I got my Rangers and the Hurricanes, which probably to most people wouldn't be that exciting of a series, but my team's in it, so it's exciting to me. Oh, I think that's gonna be a good series. There's there's plenty of subs. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Storylines. Yeah, I uh, think so. You know, I mean, put it this way. If the Boston crowd was chanting, fuck you, Tony D, what is, what is Madison Square Garden going to do to D'Angelo? You're not wrong. And I'm Especially actually when he runs like Panarin or something. And I'm one of the ones who likes Tony. But listen, I respect him as a player. Take what whatever he does off the ice is his business. I got, you know, it's not my business. You know what I mean? Uh, but what a fucking player, man. Yeah, and I actually tweeted this out like I'm gonna hate Brendan Smith for all, oh, the, for all the reasons, for all the reasons I love him, and it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be weird. It'll be bittersweet. But by the way, he should have got he should have got uh, fi- at least fined, if not tossed from the game for that high elbow on Pasternak. That's what Hal was. I I missed that one, but that's what Hal was saying to me. Yeah. Um. Let's just kind of get into it. Let's, let's right, go ahead. Fire it up, man. Mia Culpa's here. We go. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas. With Cat and Brownie. With Cat and Brownie. Brownie. So this is uh I'm not sure if this is a mea culpa. I put it on here because I couldn't confirm it. I said it strong with my chest last week about Wes Walsh uh being abused as mm-hmm. a man. <laughs> and I went, remember then I was like, Oh, wait a minute, maybe that's not true. And I went to look it up, I couldn't find a fucking thing. Well, that now, probably means it's not true, dude. <laughs> that's what I figured. But I, listen, I, I, I so basically what it boils down to is I'm trusting my memory more than the internet. Does that make sense? <laughs> I need I need someone to con- confirm for me. I got to reach out to some someone with a better brain than mine. But I couldn't. Yeah, find said that he took an indefinite leave of absence. Yeah, I think that's when he was trying to figure out if he was um got to play or not. Still, but I I don't I think that might have been an age thing. I'm not sure. Unsure. All right. Well, yeah. So, if in case I'm wrong, that's a horrible thing to be wrong about. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. And uh, Wes Walsh, I always liked him as a player. I thought he was a hell of a player. Uh, true defensive center and played 200 feet. But if I'm right, then it's not something to be celebrated either. It's still horrible. So I think I think we're both kind of hoping you're wrong. Yeah. 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 So there you go. That was it, though. Not so bad. Not so uh, bad. NHL in the news. Here we go. Your New York hockey ranger <laughs> in Stanley Cup history to record three consecutive comeback wins and elimination games within the same series. Game five, they were down 2 nothing. Game six, they were down 2 nothing. And game seven, they were down 2-1 to one and then 3-2. to two. The you know every year the teams kind of do like those kind of really like just fucking stupid hashtags and shit. This year for the Rangers it was no quit in New York and it, oh it's that's something, right it's something that they do they really did buy into. It was funny like 
because I know there were a couple of games that they were down. I'm like this, fuck this team, like just pissed. And then <clears throat> I think that was game five. And then game six, when they got down to nothing, I had like this feeling that like, I wasn't afraid. And it was a very weird feeling because you're down two. well, you got to score at least three to win. Yep. And you're sitting there and you're like, well, fuck, like that's a lot. But at the same time, there was just no worry. And that this is what this team has done. Even last night, I just had like this weird belief that they were going to tie it up, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit, but um, no quit. They were second in the league with comeback wins this year. And, you know, it just carried on to the playoffs. It's not good for the old heart. Um, <laughs> let me tell that you. That is one thing, one benefit of the Bruins being out. I just enjoy the game now. I mean, don't get me wrong. In every series, I have my clear hero and villain team, you know, that I'm rooting for. But uh, there's no uh, anxiety attached to it. I mean, after they won last night, I turned on the Dallas-Calgary game. And you're right. It was so nice just to fucking sit back and watch and watch the show Jake Ottinger put on. And uh, Oh, yeah. The Fink's, gonna, Fink's as upset as Finky is. There's a, a nice quote coming up for him. That'll make I, uh, I might be my zero of the week because before they before the Flames won last night in overtime, Andre made this incredible save like a couple minutes before, like right before uh, Calgary scored. And I texted Fink and I go, dude, this Andre kid's really good. And then literally like a minute later, they scored and I was like, fuck. Like, God damn it. Like, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> like, isn't it weird how you kind of convince yourselves that there's certain things like, oh, yeah, I won't take a shit during like a period of a hockey game because I think if I take a shit, they're going to play like shit afterwards. So that must have happened sure. at some point in my life when the Rangers were playing. I took a shit and came out and they were down two or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm, I made sure there were a couple things that I did. I made sure all the lights were on in our house. Uh, if they're playing bad, you put the remote on the coffee table. If they're playing good, you put it on the other table. Yep. If they're playing bad, you get off the couch and sit in the chair. Like, there's just yeah, really weird shit, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Fink. Um, <laughs> what do you have on this? Anything, anything on the Rangers? You no, it's about? a great, it's great, it's a great comeback. You know, I mean, they they didn't give up. They believed in themselves. I think, dude. The more and more I see these videos of Ryan Reeves, he's got some fucking mental issues man good lord he's great i love the one of him kissing the water bottles kissing then- the water bottles and headbutting some and like like those poor equipment guys like oh my god and that's what i said like texted you when he's screaming out the uh the uh lineup if they're tired of it who's gonna tell them to stop not nobody it's his thing and that i forget who they interviewed it had oh it was fox and they were talking about the leadership group what was said in the locker room and he's like yeah you know guys like Troops, Crides, uh, Stromer, and and he said Reeves, and I was like, that's pretty cool for a guy who really doesn't play all that much. But like the respect was staple to the bench the whole third period, as he should be. But, yeah, yeah, fair. In that uh, in, in that instance, he should be. Speaking of staple to the bench, <laughs> this uh, is Toronto, so sad, dude. Toronto, they lose. Um, this was one of the better series that they've had. Um. Why wow, they always go to game seven after losing in game seven at home. Sheldon Keefe had a wild take on his team in the handshake line. We got a lot of respect in that line from that team, which is nice to see. It was much different tone and much different feeling of respect from the other side from what we've experienced previously. We've certainly, uh, we're certainly earning respect in the league, but again, we're not in the respect game. We're in the winning game. Yeah. It's kind of weird to say you're in the winning game when you're not in the winning game. I, I so 
there's a few different ways I took this. One is it's Sheldon Keefe trying to fucking shine up that turd as best he can, right? That's what he's doing there. The other thing, it's a little bit of a shot at the Bruins, right? We got respect from that team, right? You know what I mean? But Sheldon Keefe, he's fighting for his job, I would imagine, at this point. Him, uh, what's the GM's name? Dubas? They all got to be on the hot seat, right? Yeah, you'd think so. The Leafs are the first team in MLB, NBA, and NHL history to lose a winner. Take all game in the opening round of the playoffs five years in a row. Sheesh. Um, I, I, it's sad, right? And you don't want to wish – you don't want to You don't want to take joy in someone else's misery, but it did take the sting out of the Bruins getting eliminated. I will say that. Speaking of taking joy out of somebody else's misery oh, – hey, Pittsburgh Penguin, according to their insider, Rob Rossi, the Pens offered Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin three-year deals worth 15 mil, and that those lowball offers did not sit with Crosby. <coughs> Malkin just made 9.5. Letang made 7.25 compared to Crosby's 8.7. Malkin made more money than Sidney Crosby. Fuck. Uh, besides Malkin and Letang, other pending UFAs from Pittsburgh, Brian Russ, Ricard Raquel, Evan Rodriguez, uh, Brian Boyle, Nathan Bullio, uh, Casey DeSmith, and Louis Ming. Before you go off, I just want to say this. The whole thing with the salaries has been a longstanding thing with Pittsburgh. And I got a buddy who's a big Pens fan. And Sid has always said, if we all take a little less, we all can do a lot more. That's like his thing. I mean, he's making 8.7. You could argue he could make more, right? Yeah. Right. So he takes less. That way it lets Malkin, you know, feed the ego. He can have a million dollars. I mean, 8.5, 9.5, who fucking cares at that point, right? But apparently, Crosby stays way out of all this stuff in terms of contracts and everything else. And from what I read about this, he was fucking livid about the offer to those two. Well, scumbag organization doing scumbag things. Not really all that surprised about it. (laughs) Shout out to your buddy who's listening. What's up, pal? Um Edmonton. So Connor McDavid is second player in NHL history with six multi-point games in a playoff series. The other players, your boy Rick Middleton. Future uh, guest on the pod this summer. 1983 uh, Adams Division Series against Buffalo. McDavid's stat line for the first round, seven games, four goals, 10 assists for 14 points, 27 shots on goals. He was plus 10 with 21 hits, nine takeaways, and was on ice for 20 of the Oilers' 26 goals. Fuck, he's good at hockey, man. So my concern with this I and we're going to get to our preview coming up. I think Edmonton's going to get trucked by Calgary. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, and I don't think McDavid can do it. St. Uh, St. Louis, Los Angeles was basically an AHL team for this, right? They Drew Doughty didn't even play. Yeah, and Jonathan Quicks kept him in this for sure. But if if it took that kind of effort for McDavid to get by LA, what's going to happen with Calgary? Calgary's a little bit more, especially Leon Dreisaitl looks to be a little bit injured. Um, just an all-time performance, though, man. Like, Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, oh, this is that thing for Fink. Fink, listen up, buddy. Yeah, it was a tough way for the Stars to go out, uh, but Jay Gondra, he was unreal after this loss. He had to say, I've never been more motivated than I am right now, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I get this opportunity again, and I'll make sure I'm on the other side of it next time. What more do you want to hear from your goalie after a loss? What more can he do? Right. <laughs> That's what you want to hear. The kid's yeah. not satisfied. You know, you're all fired up for him. You know, Jamie Ben was swinging his big donkey dick around this whole series. Tyler Sagan was playing great. 
You know, Pavelski, I don't understand how that guy keeps going, honestly. You know, I probably have a Tom Brady diet. Yeah. Uh, but I think Dallas has a lot to look forward to, especially with this kid in that. Yeah, no, he uh he's incredible. Incredible. Um Bruce Boudreau, Hagen Dodds. He announced he'll be back on uh the Vancouver bench next season. Shout out to Bruce. Yep. Columbus. Um I'm assuming this is 19-year-old Ken Johnson, fifth overall. Yeah, not nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, complete the 2022 goal scoring trifecta World Juniors Olympics. IHF World has yet to score in the NHL. He's 0-3-3 in nine games played, but continues to figure out the levels that he's playing. I had the USA game on a little bit today, and boy, did they stink. Well, help is on the way. Yeah, I mean. Did you, did you hear what happened? What? Swayman's on his way. Oh, I did see that. I did yep. see that. Um, but. It, and it was funny because David Quinn was talking up, oh, that's what we do. We let the young kids play. And it's like, do you, bud? I can't stand you're, him. You're doing everything that you can to get an NHL job right now, buddy. Um, and you might be able to get one because Las Vegas, yeah. they fired Peter DeBoer. Wow, my segues today have been Pretty good. fucking wild. Clicking on all cylinders. Unbelievable. Uh, <clears throat> Miss properly is amazing. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Kelly McCrimmon, want to get too much of what transpired, but comment the decision was made based on next year. The decision was not made on this year. I'm not going to be critical of Pete or point out specifically as to why the decision was made. I've got a lot of respect for Pete as a man. I've got a lot of respect for him as a coach. The decisions are made for the future. This made no sense to me. Dude, they've been in the league five years, and they're already going to have three head coaches. This, may, this, this, this statement, though, is just a bunch of googly goop. It doesn't make any sense. It's double talk. And – Maybe stop your owner from treating the team like it's a fantasy hockey team. First yeah. off, second off, the GMs did a, did a shuffle jive, do whatever I can, that I'm not the one getting fired. And DeBoer, they brought him in, they turfed Gallant, and they bring in DeBoer, and now they turf him. It's like it's everybody's fault but the GMs. I love to see that, though. I'm not a DeBoer guy. Yeah, whatever. Listen, I. I, I think he's a good coach. I, I don't have anything against him. I just think that was the most ri- ridiculous statement I've ever heard from a ge- general manager. Yeah. I don't know. I think they need some goal scoring. And speaking of goal scoring, uh, Springfield. <laughs> now you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Hopper got the empty net goal last week in the Calder Cup playoffs against Wilkes-Barre. This was the first goalie goal in team history as well as first for Hopper. No, I never scored one before in junior. I went for it a lot, like six times in a year. One game I tried it twice, but this was my first one. The Thunderbirds went on to sweep the Penguins to advance to the third round of AHL playoff. God, I mean, your ball. Can you look at this kid's ball. last name for a second? Hoffer? Hofer? H-O-F dash. If you put a dash in there, he's a Hall of Famer. H-O-F dash E-R. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, the ball's dragging on the ground to try that in a fucking playoff game. To try it six times in a season in juniors, how good you got to be that you don't have to worry about your coach. You have to, you have to be drafted knowing that, knowing that everything's fine. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but um, Daryl Sutter has coached the most game sevens in NHL history. Eleven passing Mike Keenan, Mike Babcock, and Claude Julian, who all coached ten. Sutter already had the most career game seven wins goal in, and his current record is eight and three. Man of little words, hard, kind of a hard out, but in a cool way. Like he just he he farms in the off season and then he gets behind the bench during the regular season. You hear him talking like about cool the baby geese he had in his backyard. He just seems like they're fucking cool, dude. He's one of those guys. Like if you played beer league with him or you hung out with him, if you got to make him laugh in like a conversation, you were like, "Fuck yeah, nailed that." Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> especially when he was your coach. Like 
you know, he's like, oh, fucking that cat. And you were like, and then you took, you did something stupid and you came by and you're like, how about that one, coach? And he was like, but then you saw like the grin. You made your night, you know? It's kind of, uh, have you seen what the Mets have been doing? Like whenever Buck Showalter goes out to take a pitcher out, like Francisco Lindor and I forget somebody else in the, in the infield, like kind of fuck with him. Like they'll like grab his ear, like fucking like tickle him and shit. Because oh, really? he's, he's such a hardo that they do whatever they can to like make him like laugh and shit. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, and Brady Kachuk, man, went to pretty much all these Calgary games, wore every single shirt that he could in, uh, in terms of Matthew Kachuk. Out he had a short hit on his shoulder. Cannon. He, he, uh, he lived it up. I thought that was cool, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's great. You know, what's funny. I, I, I meant to ask Jenks this, but, uh, I saw a thing online on Twitter that, uh, they were saying, what do they call that park where they, where they watch like the sea of red, they watch outside though. Yeah. Right. Like Toronto does the same thing. Maple Leaf uh, Square. I forget what the Calgary one is. But they they have to pay to get in that. I I mean, depending on how much it would be, I'd do it. I mean, dude, you save so much money on beers throughout the no, course. No, no, I, understand. I understand. I just I, I was just surprised that you had to pay. They were like, Don't come, it's full, only ticket holders. And I was like, Oh, it never even entered my mind that people paid to do that. I would. I would probably do it once. I'm not a big crowd guy, but you know, yeah, you're standing like, the whole time, you know. I think it'd be kind of fucking cool. Just get shit faced. Um, but yeah, that's what we kind of have there. We're gonna kind of get into some award finalists for the Vesna. Igor Shosturkin. No, no, we did all those. Downward says new. Oh, I'm an idiot. All right. Uh our trophy nominee as well. Yeah, Igor Shosturkin. Uh Austin Matthews, Kyron McDavid. This is the player judge to be most important to his team. To me. Oh, dude, they they do it before the playoffs start, right? I they do, but I because it's unfair to teams who don't make the playoffs, but you could argue that Connor McDavid, Shesterkin, I don't know so much about Matthews, but the other two put their team into the playoffs. I mean, I think Matthews is going to win it, but after watching the playoffs, I would do McDavid. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then Matthews be third for me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Ted Lindsay award winning, uh, most outstanding player voted by NHL players, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid and Roman Yossi. I think Matthews is going to sweep this without ever actually winning a playoff series. Well, it's because uh, all they all want to be they all want to be his buddy for some reason. I almost think Roman Yossi kind of deserves that one. I agree. I was going to say Yossi personally. And then this is a cool one: the, the Bill Masterson Trophy nominees honors the player that exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game of hockey. Zdeno Chara for being 84 years old. Uh, Carey Price for battling back his rehab and Kevin Hayes, the rehab he went through his brother. I mean, there, there's you, no way that guy these, doesn't win. Any one of these could, could, would be, uh, acceptable. You know what I mean? If it's not Kevin Hayes, there's a serious problem with this award. Yeah. I think it's going to be Hayes as well, but you, but if, if, if the other two weren't involved and it would, any one of those would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. If Carey Price and Kevin Hayes didn't go through when they went, you could see Chara. If Price, you know, if Chara and Hayes weren't involved, you know what I mean? You can yeah. make a case for any one of them. Um, the Selkie and uh, the Lady Bing, I think, coming out later this week, the nominees. Selkie, I care about the Lady Bing, is the fucking dumbest award ever. It's who's, Gentlemanly who, play. Who's the best player who's the the biggest pussy? Cool. <laughs> That's sick. Um, dump and change. Oh, right. Uh, dump and change. So the, the question everyone wants to know, is Brett Favre scumbag? A lot of I like Brett yes. Favre. Are you a Brett Favre guy? 
I liked the way he played because he would always try and go for it, right? The riverboat I like, gambler. I like when his fucking dad passed away and he just showed I up. I remember where I was. I was, in, fucking I was in the Outer it. Banks. I was in the Outer Banks watching that game, and it was against the Raiders, my team. But still, six, was, was it six touchdowns he had? Six or seven. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. So anyways, there's a nonprofit that's supposed to be helping the less fortunate was caught with their hands in the quarterback's cookie jar. The charity that is supposed to go to welfare recipients for quality of life allocated $5 million at Favre's request toward building a new volleyball facility at Southern Miss where her daughter is just coincidentally on the team. I mean, honestly, this could be an honest mistake, although he's already had to pay $1.1 million to this same charity for event appearance and speaking engagements that he did not do. You know what I oh. would do? You know what I would do if I was Brett Favre? Write the check yourself. You're not getting a fucking thing, is what I would do. You guys should be happy that I'm giving people money. Like it's his money he's to not, give out. He's not giving them money. He's, he's gonna taking give, money he's from gonna, a charity. He's he already had to repay. It says one point one because they paid him and he had to pay it back. He listen if it's if it's one of those things where it's it's just dude, it's his fucking money. Like obviously, it's not his money. It's a charity for welfare recipients that he is soliciting funds from. I don't uh, think you listened to what I said. I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> you can't be that dumb. He is that dumb. I don't know. There's something well, more that, that dumb or you There's your fucking conspiracy like theory that we'll get no, into later. All right. I'm moving on. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of crazy uh, conspiracy theories. How did I not know this happened, by the way? The Cincinnati Reds no hit the Pittsburgh Pirates, but still lost the game. How, you ask? I will tell you. Pitcher Hunter Green started for Cincinnati and was dealing, but he got charged for a run uh, in the seventh, the seventh and a third inning on a Cabrian Hayes fielder's choice. Art Warren came in and retired the rest of the batters for Cincy, but the and they got the no hitter, but the the Reds ended up losing one nothing. I'm going around to everybody in that locker room who's a position player and get, being like, "Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you!" Like you couldn't scrape together three fucking hits, dude. <laughs> so, or even one hit. Um, all right, and then the last one's a sad one. R.I.P. to actor Fred Ward, who passed away last week at 75. Uh, Ward was in the right stuff, Tremors, and Remo Williams. The adventure begins. Do you know who this is? No, I don't have a clue, man. You never saw Tremors. I figured for sure you had seen Tremors. I don't think so. Let me look up and see what this guy looks like. And there's a movie called like uh, Love Letter or something like that, which is hilarious that he's in. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. I didn't see that one either. <laughs> oh. He's a. Uh, oh, oh, no I... fucking way, dude. He yeah. passed away. Yeah. No, you know how I know this guy? How? This is Joe Dirt's dad. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about no that. No way, man. That's fucking sad. He you was should a, watch Remo Williams. Remo Williams. Remo Williams is a good San Diego, movie. California native. He was he was good, dude. He named his so, kid Django. So listen to this. This was the best quote that I saw. It was shared by actor, actor Diedrich Bader. Uh, talk much? Uh, Fred Ward was seemingly incapable of being inauthentic. His characters felt like they lived a full life and were only seeing a part of it, and that's a magic trick done right in front of you and very luckily captured in light forever. Think about that. That's a nice way to say that. And I understand what he's saying. Like when you met, met Fred Ward's characters in a movie, they felt like they, they weren't created yeah. for the movie. It was part of their okay. life and you were getting a glimpse. Yeah, it's just a nice way to say it. So RIP, he was a great actor. Man, that fucking blows. Sorry, buddy. That's sad. All right. Well, let's just kind of let's move on. Let's let's get it. Let's get her going. Um, 
Rangers, buddy. Rangers. I mean, do you want? Do we want to do the first round stuff? Sure. The wrap ups. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So the Rangers battled back. We kind of talked about that earlier. I just have a couple things I want to say about this series. To the Pittsburgh Penguins fans who think that the NHL is out to get them, whatever you're smoking. That guy's was that that tweet you put out was hilarious. That guy it is. I I can't. There were almost a dozen different instances throughout the course of this series where the Rangers got just fucked by the refs, by NHL, Toronto, whoever. I it just it makes no sense to me. A couple things. Sidney Crosby still has his fastball. Like he he's an incredible incredible hockey player. There was, a report, there. there was a report that came out today that he was cleared to play in game six and the team said no. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. thought that was weird. From uh, who was that reported by? I don't know. It was like a verified Pittsburgh Penguin. Legit? Yeah. yeah. Yep, so that happened. Um, they think in long-term health, you think? I'm thinking they were thinking, let's get Truba suspended. Uh, maybe. Conspiracy um, theory. Yeah. <laughs> uh Jake Kensel, hell of a player. I think in the past it's always been well if Crosby's not there, Malkin's there. No, if Crosby's not there, Gensel's there. Malkin is a fucking donkey. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. And this has always been my case with Malkin, is that um you get in his kitchen and he I think he's mentally soft. You get in his kitchen and he just crumples. Who was that that he took the stupid penalty? Oh, it was Rooney. <laughs> Rooney. And what a trade-off for the Rangers. I'll trade you Kevin Rooney for Evgeny Malkin for two minutes. It used to not be an issue because Evgeny Malkin was really good. He's just not that really good anymore. He had he has like flashes, right? Like little bursts. Yeah, but he used to be like fucking the real deal. And yep. he, he doesn't have it anymore. Evan Rodriguez played a hell of a series. Uh, I hope Brian Boyle's okay. He got hurt. Uh, not having Dumlin affected them big time, right? Like Latang played great. They had their backup goalies in. And this is the thing. <clears throat> like you see other podcasts talking today, how the Rangers had to beat them with the third string goalie and this and that and this and that. And it's like, well, did you guys forget that they have Sidney Crosby? Cause like, do you ever bet against Sidney Crosby? He's that fucking good. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Meek is a Ben and Jad must've heard all the shit I was talking about him because he showed up for game six and seven. I got a right? question for you about him. I mean, he, uh, his game seven on the dot, I think he was like at least above 70% of the dot, All scoring right. big goals. Let me ask um, you this. Let me ask this. So the pass that Shesterkin threw up to um, – I don't want to talk because I, I was going to jump through the TV and like just start beating his head in. What? The pass that Shesterkin threw through the middle, which was a dumb pass, but instead of stopping and starting, Mika did a big old fucking loop. No, 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 no. When they scored the goal, when Shesterkin got the oh, – right, right, Okay, 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 okay. So it was to Kreider, right? No, it was Namika, Mika, Sean, Kreider got the rebound. Oh, right, 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 right. Kreider got the goal. So when we watched together via texting and all that, we we saw the Toronto game where Marner did the pass-off pads. Yep. Do you give Zabinajad the same credit? That was a pass-off pads to no, Kreider? I think he was trying to score. <laughs> I literally, when that happened, I typed it up in my phone to ask you later because I knew I didn't want to ask you right then during the no. game. I thought you'd lose your mind. <laughs> no, I think that was just a <clears throat> I think he was just trying to score. Yeah. He showed uh, up. Artemi Panarin didn't have the best series, but he's still over a point per game and he scored the game winner, which was fucking sick. Sam Rose. Did you hear our Bill did you hear Bill our the Rangers writer called it? Did you see that? His yeah. video? That was awesome. Him and his dad were at the game too. Shout out to Billy. I love that wild Bill. Yeah. Um but I mean 
you saw how important Ryan Lindgren was. You saw the growth of Keandre Miller, who is a stud. Yeah. Um, every time Jacob Truby gets the puck, I have a heart attack because you don't know what's going to happen with it. But his physical presence was really good. Justin Braun, out of nowhere, fucking Patrick Nemeth, you'll never see the light of day again. Um, and then Tyler Mott, man, guy's got a fucking motor. If I'm the Rangers, I'm doing whatever I fucking can to bring that guy back on your fourth line. He's that dynamic on the fourth line. Like incredible. Well, Sammy play there too. So, I mean, we haven't seen. I haven't seen a fourth liner as good as Tyler Mott in a very, 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 very long time. There's two guys you haven't mentioned. Who I'm surprised. Well, I mean, the kid lines have been great. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> two free agents. I mean, Copper. Copper. I mean, he he. I think he's hurt. I think he's battling. You, an injury he had right like now. eight goals, right? In the I know, series? but I think I think he's battling an injury right now. And Frankie. Frankie V. I mean, you love Frankie Vitrano. He, guy's got a motor on him. He goes 100 miles an hour. It was a good group effort. It was it was not only beating the Penguins. It was beating the NHL. And that's what they had to do. Well, dude, <laughs> this is how delusional the Penguins are. Or Penguins fans. There was... They won on a power play. A power play goal. Keandre Miller had a breakaway. And somebody, like, held him. I forget who the player was. And they called the penalty. And the Penguins fans are complaining that there was no penalty shot. What? They wanted the penalty shot instead of uh, yeah. power play. I could see that because they – Keandre Whoa. Miller, how often does he take the penalty shot? It's one and done. It's the penalty shot in game seven of the playoffs. You're telling me that if they – No, I, listen, I don't shot, agree with it. I'm just trying to get behind their thought process. They're fucking idiots. There is no thought process. <laughs> They're a fraudulent fucking organization is what yeah. they are. All right. And so are their fans. And, like, listen, man, obviously there's other fans that you fucking hate. Like, I hate Islanders fans, but you got to respect them. They're fucking nuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they know what to say. They know what to do. We talk about, oh, remember the win with class thing? I'll talk about that now. Um, I don't win or lose with class. So I'm just going to be completely upright. As soon as they won, I made sure that every Penguins fan that I know like knew that I was like, go fuck yourself. That's what I do. Unless uh, there was there was one that I didn't do that with because he's a good kid and you can have a conversation with him. <clears throat> now, myself, hand up, I don't do that. Mike Sullivan immediately talks about uh, Lafreniere taking the helmet off and how it's a stupid rule. This literally happened to them last year against the Islanders where somebody's helmet got taken off and they skated to the bench and NHL's like, he could have put his helmet back on. Still has not registered in that guy's fucking brain that that's something that could have happened. Where was the helmet? It was right there. Was it right behind the net? Right there. Yeah. <clears throat> so just immediately complaining. They complained the whole fucking series. You'd see Mike Sullivan fucking yapping at the refs. Sidney Crosby yapping at the refs. Cancel. That's all they fucking did. You know who didn't do that? Not one time. Gerard Gallant. Bruce Cassidy and the Boston Bruins. Gerard Gallant did not fucking, even in the in the post game, he wouldn't say anything like that. The high stick, the blatant high stick that Jay Cancel scored when he kicked the sick play, by the way, kicked the puck up to himself and then fucking hit it in. There's literally a picture of his stick. Touching the puck above the crossbar. Literally a fucking picture. That's not on the, like like Hal said to you last night, that's not on the same plane. You can't tell me that that stick was below the crossbar looking at that. It doesn't thing. have to be below. It can be at the crossbar oh, okay. level. Okay, or at, or at, whatever, semantics. It was, yeah, but it was called a goal it on was, the ice, therefore it's Why was it called a goal on the ice? Because all the Penguins do is bitch and complain, and that's all the NHL fucking loves. Well, if they had called it no goal on the ice, it wouldn't have got overturned either way, so. I don't believe that. <laughs> there were there were four 50-50 calls throughout the course of this series. 
that could have went either way, and they did not go the way the Rangers wants. The Rangers had to kill three five-on-three penalties. The Penguins didn't have to do that at all. Like that one game, what was it? 15 seconds? It was the first fucking shift of the game. Yeah. And you're telling me that the NHL wants the Penguins to lose? In what fucking world do you live in? It's insane. It's fucking insane. Like, I don't get it. And I think a lot of, like, people are just pissed off at Rangers fans because, also, hand up, Rangers fans suck. I'm not saying that they're cool. I disagree with 99% of them. I think they're fucking stupid, and they don't know the game of hockey at all. And they follow these check marks that show this stat and this graph, and this is what should be. And, and they all have, like, this fucking thing where it's like, oh, well, I should be the GM of the team and talk as if, like, their thoughts are more important than, like, Chris Drury and Gerard Glant. Those guys are fucking idiots. Like, I'm going to tell you that straight up. But it is insane to me how Pittsburgh Penguin fans can believe in the shit that they're saying. The Capo Caco non-goal, it was called on a Pittsburgh Penguin TV broadcast. They said, well, there's no way they're going to take this one back. That's goalie interference. On their broadcast. <laughs> it's insane. I'm so I love how you keep track of all these slights and everything. It, 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 it's fucking insane to me. And, like, again, like, everybody fucking hates the Rangers fans come complaining and all this shit. Well, you want to know what? Like, somebody has to because our head coach isn't going to do it. He has too much class. Chase so, turkeys around. having said that, um, Penguins fans, go fuck yourself. Have fun golfing. <laughs> have, have fun next year without Latang and Malkin. Your franchise is over. Oh, oh no more of Kenny Malkin and Latang. I got to be honest with you. If – my order would be Latang then Malkin to bring back. I hope none of them come back. I hope Crosby <laughs> says, fuck you. I, I'm retiring. You thought I had head issues after game six. Fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fuck their fans. That's where I'm at. You got skull fucked by the New York Rangers in seven games when everybody in the National Hockey League wanted you to win. How does that feel? Does it taste good? Does it? <laughs> I don't even care if the Rangers get smoked in four games. At least we get four more games to watch. You guys don't have hockey till October. Till October. Have fun with that. Fuck you. That's what I have. What do you have on the Rangers? <laughs> You're all sweaty. <laughs> I, I Listen, I thought it was a great series. I enjoyed it. Like, again, no skin in the game. It's uh, a lot easier to watch and enjoy. Um I was impressed with New York, the way they battled back. Uh, I think that, well, we'll get to our previews coming up. Um, I think when when they all buy in and they all play, they're a much different squad. Like the, what was it? You went to game two. So game three and four, dude, they were dog shit. They're really bad. And then five, six, and seven, it was like a different game. Well, game three, if you don't if you if you. If you forgot, the NHL gave the Pittsburgh Penguins about 10 power plays in the first period. Right, I don't know if you right. remember that. And then the I Rangers mean. battled back. Game game one, the Rangers won. Game two, the Rangers won. Game three, they probably would have won if they didn't get handed 100 power plays. Game four, they got shit on. They got shit on bad. Game five, we won at home. We were down 2 nothing. rally back. Game six, kind of a toss-up. Kreider got lucky on that goal. I don't know what the fuck the Ming was doing there. Like, that was... Whatever. And then there's just, I just, I don't understand how you call all these penalties, but yeah, you're right. It was like, there were games that they played well. There were games that they weren't, they, they didn't play well. 
and they're like, oh, the Rangers kind of beat the third string goalie, blah, 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 blah. All no, I don't think that. Fact- I, think, I think like we talked about as their timeline got that got accelerated, so therefore their growing pains as a unit are going to be shown, you know? And they're still, I mean, they're still figuring out guys. Like Cop, Vetrano, and Braun all have played less than what? Six weeks? Seriously. So they're still figuring that out. And Pittsburgh's Before, best players, they're, they're three best players. Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, and Jake Gensel played one hell of a playoff series. Yeah, yeah. Letang's like ageless back there. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. And, and as far as that rule about the, the helmet and stuff, I think it's an idiotic rule, personally. Oh, it's really stupid fucking dumb. But you want to know what, I, what, what a vet move by Lafreniere to do that. Yeah, Marshawn got caught, caught, caught uh, doing it in a game earlier this year. He got an unsportsmanlike penalty. Um, but that's yeah. the hockey gods. That's all that no. fucking Jake Gensel after the whistle punching people. Them yeah. fucking slashing. Them just being fucking scumbags. It's the hockey gods. Yeah, I have no problem with it. I'm just saying I think it's a dumb rule. But they can vote it out. It was only put in for because of Krug blowing up uh, Bortuzzo. Right, a few years ago, or Thomas, Thomas. who you blow up, Thomas, Thomas. right? Um, so. oh, one other really quick tidbit about the Rangers. Uh, he's not going to play in the first two games, but Barkley Adro might end up being in the uh, later in the series. Wow, what's ironic is they played better without him. But I tell you what, I'd rather have a fourth line of Mott, Gaudreau, and uh, Reeves. I'd take Rooney out of the fucking lineup or take Reeves out of the lineup, it, dude. It's weird because Carolina, and we'll, we'll talk about them, they have a ton of like middleweights. Like they don't have like a big fucking dude, but they all play Whoa, a tough game. Jordan Stahl is a big fucking human. Fuck Jordan Stahl. Fuck but the whole Stahl family. Lang- lanky and big. <laughs> all right. So that's your Rangers. Rangers over Pittsburgh. What was that? I said, there you go. Oh, Rangers over Pittsburgh. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> let's move on to the bees, man. Um, so yeah, we talked about already a little bit. The Bruins lost to Carolina. There's a lot of uh, turmoil. Not turmoil. There's a lot of suspense on what Bergeron's going to do. He came out today, like within the last three or four hours, uh, he came out and said, put put through water and all that Montreal talk. He said he's either coming back to the Bruins or he's retiring. Yep. So, I mean, enough. <laughs> I mean, listen, Tony Amante, you know, great player and a local guy, and I get what you're doing. Milbury does the same shit. You just got to say the most outrageous shit to get people to click. I completely understand, but not with my Bergie. Um, but yeah, so, so they got to address that once he decides, I read an article, uh, today about Sweeney saying, listen, it's, we have to wait for Patrice. And once he makes his decision, we'll dictate the path that the team takes. Right. So either have your number one center, you don't. So you have to Uh, chance. Brad Marshall is a captain of the Bruins next year. If Bergeron doesn't come back, if he retires, I would say he'd be the logical choice, to be honest, you know? What are you going to give it to McAvoy and keep Marshawn an assistant, an alternate? No, it's got to be, it's got to be Marshawn. I think it would be Marshawn and McAvoy, and then have the other one rotate. Yeah, I'd agree with it. To keep people, to keep people, you know, hunting. Um, they have some decisions what to make. Like I said, I have the postmortem. I'm working on it. There is, you know, as always, the same thing that does the Bruins in every year. It seems as of late, it's depth scoring and physicality. They get pushed around a little bit. Uh, it came out today that Matt Grizzlick's been playing with a dislocated shoulder. Yep, so stick taps to Grizz. That's a I've had that happen. I can't imagine playing in the NHL with that. Um, that being said, the injuries are starting to pile up with him. He's a smaller, undersized defenseman in a rough league. Uh, I, I think maybe, 
Huh? No, it's sell high. Yeah, but unfortunately with the surgery, <coughs> hard can't yeah. right now. He's got to come back and light it up for the first, you know, preseason ten games, whatever. Then the other the other big question mark is DeBrusque. He requested a trade and then and then has not rescinded it, but he got elevated to the first line, lit the world on fire, was skating, and was out there on the second unit PK, uh, second pair PK, played great. And if that's the Jake DeBrusque that we can get all the time, here we go. Then let's keep him. But well, no, but no, 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 no. I haven't. You didn't let me finish. That history has shown that's not the Jake DeBrusque who the Bruins will have over the course of a year. Right. So, therefore, let's get rid of him. Sell at the highest point right fucking now. And the other thing that's hanging over them, I saw a report again today about how Krejci's lighting up the Czech League. But Krejci's gone. No, I understand that. But that's still, I feel like it, it keeps getting reported. And I feel like that's something hanging over the... The organization, like, oh, maybe he'll come back. And, you know. They need to make a statement and move on from that. Yeah, I agree with you. So they got this kid, Fabian Lysel. They have. So um, I like that kid a lot. Because he has real. He's he's tearing up the Western. They have another Russian kid. I forget his name right now. Oh, actually, he's probably on my phone. Um, They have a good core. The Taylor Hall, Pasternak, you know, Marshawn, you know, uh, Charlie Coyle. You know, they got McAvoy and Lindholm. Give Don Sweeney all the shit you want, but he has lined up a nice, solid core. Add Bergeron, add Shifley. I mean, they have options. So there's a lot of free agents out there. I was spinning through Cap Friendly today at one point, and there's a lot of free agents. And, you know, it's a wait-and-see kind of thing. I think that they are going to address the issues they do. Listen, I know Hal gives me shit, but I always am optimistic, you know, that I think they'll figure it out. I think the the goaltending has proven itself. Allmark, once he figured out the system and settled in, he was excellent. And Swayman has shown that he's a big time player. So they they work together. They're very very good relationship. And let let them keep going. Uh, here's the kid's name. What the hell? I saw the report on Pasternak. Georgie Merkulov. 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 So. I saw the what of the core injury. No, just Poshnok being talked about how he lost his son this year, and yeah. how some things took precedent over hockey, and how it's, it's understandable. Take some time, yeah, yeah. Think? So I'm not going to get on. I'm not listen. I'm not going to get on any of these guys. And I know maybe that makes me a uh, you know in my no, no, black doesn't. and gold jammies, but they listen. The only guy I'm going to get on it was DeBrus because when he wasn't given the effort. But in the playoffs, they all gave the effort. It all comes down to effort. They all played great. Fucking uh, Derek Forbert, you want to talk about they bitch that the Bruins don't have size? He's a big, huge defenseman that eats pucks, Yeah. right? Josh Brown is waiting to go. Connor Clifton's playing like he's 6'5". You know, Brandon Carlo had had some tough points in the series, but I don't know if him and Grizzlick are the smart pair. The, but, the, you know. After it was there, and dude, you guys ran into a really good hockey team. Yeah, like I like you and I, I think we talked about this before we were recording, or maybe we were recording and I'm repeating myself, that Marshawn said today that the Bruins felt that if they had got past Carolina, they would have made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals because they thought Carolina was that good. It's not a slight of anybody else in the division, in the in the conference. They just thought that Carolina was the team to beat. So. You would have had a better chance at, uh, against the Rangers. I still think the Rangers would have won that series, but I'm telling you, you never want to play a Pittsburgh Penguins team that 
has the NHL in their back pocket too. Well, the, the Bruins clearly don't. They don't get any calls, but I don't know. I remember that one ref who just keep fucking went tape to tape there in the D zone. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who sent that to you, Dick. Um, <laughs> so there you go. There's your Bruins. There's your Rangers. I guess here's a question for you that I think is an okay question to ask. You just mentioned all those things. You guys said that I think you and Halpo said at the beginning of the playoffs, you weren't, maybe you didn't see this, but you weren't really expecting them to make a run at the comp. Um, if that's always, the case. I, I always am right. As the fan of the team, I always right. am. And we talked about this, like, listen, for all those listening on the first round, Keddy went eight for eight. I went six for eight. And I said to you before we started recording, the reason is I never do brackets or that's why I'm a horrible gambler because I don't, I bet with my heart, not my head. And it's no. the worst way to do it. And I get it. But here's my thing. If you don't think that your team is going to make a serious push for the cup, mm-hmm. right? You just, I think you tried convincing yourself there that the core is still there is still pretty good. And I agree. I think it's pretty good. Like you I guys need to add pieces. to it. I think you have some pieces. Is there enough there to add to it where you're like, fuck, this team's going to win a cup? That's my only thing. Is Bergeron back? You had Bergeron this year. Right. So what what would have to change? What would you need to add? In my opinion, as a fan, not a GM, not a fucking genius hockey mind, I think they need two things. I think they need – I think Eric Halla played great, Okay. I think he went above and beyond. He had his best statistical year since like 2015 with Vegas. But you can't make a deep cup run with Eric Halla as your second line center. Which is wild because that's the dude that all the Bruins fans were fucking claiming was the best second line center in the league and shit. In the regular season, right? And you can't go oh 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 from your third line in the playoffs. You know, I would agree. And I they think, kept they kept yeah. sitting Freddie and then putting Wagner in and then <clears> sitting <throat> Freddie. I mean, yeah, bro, it makes sense because you think about it, like your top six forward's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, but if you – all right, so you tell me right now, you could package Jake DeBrusque, Grizzlick, and maybe a young prospect and have Shifley come back. Now you got Bergeron, Marchand, and whoever at the wing, and your second line is Pasta, Hall, and Shifley? No, it's fucking good. I just – I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I – well, sweet. I get a lot of shit for this because I'm supposed to hate the Bruins. I'm a Rangers guy and shit, but like we've talked about this before, you kind of reach a certain age where it's like you can still kind of hate the team, the but you respect the players, dude. And yeah. like you guys have a fucking solid, solid fucking. I mean, you just Bergeron, Martian, Pasternak, uh, Hall. That four. I just say four people, and yeah. then you look at the Rangers. You have Kreider, Zabinajad, and Panarin. Really. Like Strom's okay, but I wouldn't consider Strom as a level of all those other guys, right? But yeah, I would also although, say that the Rangers' defense is exponentially. I was just gonna say I would like to see for the playoffs lingering in black and gold, right? As opposed to the ghost of Rick Nash for a season, right? You know, like it, it goes both ways. So I don't know. Well, we'll we'll definitely see. It's but... interesting, and like I said, Don Sweeney, get off his fucking back. Let him do his job. All right, so Carolina, they ended up winning that series. We'll, we'll stick yep. with the Eastern Conference. Um, Toronto, Tampa. Uh, we were both right. You nailed how many games. Uh, Tampa won in seven. This was a good, this was a good series. Um, 
we talked about it a little bit earlier, so we don't have to like dive a, a ton into this. I think my biggest takeaway from this is how hurt Braden Point is. Uh, didn't look good. Did not look good. And Kucherov. Although I thought they showed him walking after the on the ice afterwards. Bro, I don't know, man. Because like as a hockey well, player, your legs need to work. Too. Your legs need to work, and yeah. especially a little guy like that who flies around, you can't. That looked awful. Um, Kucherov didn't really look that great, but again, we, we, we talked about like uh, their third line, Paul Hagel. They brought in these guys that I mean, Paul scored two goals to win Game Seven. Uh, Vasile- Vasileski looked great, and then you look at their defense, man. And we just talked about like how the Rangers' defense is a little bit better than the Bruins or whatever, but like, must be pretty nice to have Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough there. Like Adam Fox, there's four guys in this entire series that I could stomach. It's Ryan McDonough, Corey Perry, uh, Wayne Simmons, and Jack Campbell. The rest of them, I was I was texting, I think, with Fink or or Jenks maybe, and I was like, they're like, what do you think of the series? I'm like, I'm rooting for a meteor to hit the rink. I can't. <laughs> I, I like Victor Hedman a lot. I think I like nope. I think Victor Hedman. I think he's he plays another one. He's like seven feet tall and he weighs three hundred pounds. And every time someone looks at him cross eyed, he's palms up to the ref. Ah, ref! Oh, I can't stand that. Oh, Cooper oh. does it too. It all comes from the coach. Yeah, no, Cooper for sure does it. I just think Victor Hedman, in terms of like, he's a defender. oh, he's awesome. He's, he's a defenseman. Awesome. Yeah. So is Ryan McDonough. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, well, we're gonna see what happens. See where Braden Point is, but. Um, we both got that one right. Florida, Washington, we were both right about this, and we both nailed it. Florida in six. Yep. Um, Once they woke up, we're like, oh, we got to actually play. Yep, that's yep. kind of that's what happened there. I saw some interesting things about the Backstrom thing. I thought that was weird. He's having hip surgery, whether or not he's going to be able to come back. Tom Wilson, um, has, I think he has oh. to have a substantial knee injury uh, so surgery. Tom Wilson posted something to the Caps fans like, thank you for your support or whatever. And I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to light this guy up, right, and respond. I started reading the comments. I got, like, 30 comments deep without a negative one. They're all like, we love you, Tom. And I was like, oh, I, I feel like an asshole now. I'm not even doing it. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, did your knee see you coming? You know, or something like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Tough to hit your knee in the back. But it was so positive. I'm like, good Lord, the Capitals fans are deranged. Yeah, then, yeah, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to have the Battle of Florida, and then we're going to have the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Uh, let's just let's make our picks now. We'll just stick Eastern oh, Conference. Right, well, i got to move forward a sheet here, buddy. Um, so Florida-Tampa Bay, it's a Battle of Florida. We've yep. seen this. They hate each other, and it's fucking great. <laughs> like, I love it. It's it's going to be good. Lomberg, I'm sure, is going to be pissing everybody off. Patty Maroon is going to be – Patrick Hornquist is a guy that you hate to play against, but like if he's on your team, he's he must be an absolute ride. To hey, is, is Thornton hurt? I haven't, I don't know. I have I, not seen – I did not – from what I watched, I did not see him on the ice. I haven't seen him. I don't know if he was healthy scratched. I mean, I could just look, but I just figured I'd ask. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to see what ends up happening. You make your pick. Florida in seven. And I, just because I want it to go seven. So you're doing your heart again. Because I yeah, I want it to go seven. All right. Yeah. I have uh I'm gonna go Tampa and six. Ooh. Tampa and six. All right, I just wrote it down. Uh Rangers Carolina. <clears throat> what do you got? So like I said, if they play like they did the last two games, it might go seven, but I don't maybe it's re, re recency bias from just watching them run over the Bruins at times and their board work and their wall work and keeping the pike the puck in and the cycle. I just I don't know if uh, 
New York's gonna be able to handle that. I really don't. Uh, and I think a lot of it hinges on Zabinajad. And you give me this, you show me the Zabinajad that played game seven, it's a whole different deal. Show me the Zabinajad that played game three, and you might as well health bomb him at that point. You know, he's Jake DeBrus, the New York version with longer hair. So I, I think this is going to be Carolina and six. I'm sorry, buddy. If the Rangers can handle Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel playing the best hockey of their career and come out on top and beat not only the Penguins, but the NHL. I, there it is. The, Ra- the Rangers will beat the Hurricanes in six games. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are deeper than the Penguins. And I'll t- no, they are. They're deeper, but. I don't know. I got Rangers in six. And okay. fuck, if the Rangers win this series, the Rangers are going to the cup. Oh, yeah, right now. Which is fucking insane to think about. So but if I, the Rangers win this series, I am not afraid of Tampa and I am not afraid of Florida. I will tell you what if the Rangers win this series, I will go to New York and we'll go to a game together because I will fully support the Rangers. I'll support anybody against Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I feel good about it. I mean, we got to make it there, but there, there's a lot of storylines. Brendan Smith, Tony D'Angelo, Jesper Foss, Derek Stepan, Antti Ranta, Brady fucking Shea. Um, yeah. I, I hate the Hurricanes. I hate Is their that fans. the weirdest way to spell Shea, by the way? So stupid. I hate the Hurricanes. I hate their fans. I hate their beat reporters. I hate everything about the Carolina what Hurricanes the organization. Dude, why do they have a pig? Because they're fucking stupid. And they came out and they said in order to get uh, tickets or doing what the Predators are doing, you need to have the fucking area code thing again. Fuck the Hurricanes. Not as bad as fuck the Penguins, but we'll see what happens. Because Brindamore and all those guys are the same fucking way. Hands up. What was me? Oh, fuck Brindamore. Uh, So before we move on to the next one, I just want to say to our Carolina supporter, Mike Wood. Mike, congratulations on the Carolina victory. Congrats, Mike. Congrats. Congrats. So hope you enjoyed it. You know, I just said I hate all the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't hate Mike Wood. No, Mike Woods, uh, he's all right in my book. He's all right in my book, too. But fuck, man, I can't. It's going to be a good series. It's going to be hard. It's going to be heavy Carolina. Heavy. Carolina wins the cup. Mike Wood, you can come on and talk about him. If the kid line plays the way behind the kid that? Line played in the first. What? We stand behind that. Well, yeah, yeah. If Carolina on. wins the cup, Mike Wood can come on as a guest. Fuck it. Yeah. All right, Mike. No um, pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, <laughs> if the kid line can play the way kid line does. If Panarin. Can find his game if Ryan Strom will show up for a couple games and Meek and Zabinjad can play well. Jacob Truba doesn't have the puck all that often. Keandre Miller keeps doing what he does. Ryan Lingren's a oh. fucking warrior. Barkley Gaudreau comes back and Igor Shesterkin plays well. I just thought, I just thought about it. The uh Sevechnikov and Truba collisions are gonna be unbelievable. Yeah. Just thought about that. Actually, Freddie Anderson might be back for this series. And that's another reason why I have Rangers in six. There you go. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Tomorrow night, right? This is what happens. No, Wednesday. Wednesday oh. night. <clears throat> oh, I'm trying to go to game three. So Nice. We'll see. 3.30 uh, Sunday. Yeah, kind of a bizarre start time, but Good luck great, for, great for me. I can get there. Yeah, but I can get back that night. All right. So um, <clears throat> that's what we have there. All right. So we'll do the wrap-up of the West first. Western Conference. We had Colorado already swept Nashville. Yeah, we both got that one. We both got them right. St. Louis beat Minnesota in six. Talk this was the other one. Bet on the bet on the heart. I just yeah, wanted Minnesota to win so bad. I didn't did you too, see man. what Matt Dumba's playing through? Did you see that today? He did the Patrice Bergeron, Jesus man. Jesus Christ, guy. Punctured long. He said, listen, I'm fucking playing in the playoffs. That, yeah. That's hockey players, man. Um, I always like Dumba's game, too. 
I mean, dude, I really wanted Minnesota to win too, but listen, that's still a positive year for Minnesota. Fuck yeah. And the Avalanche aren't gonna encounter a heavier team than St. Louis. And that would be, in my opinion, the only thing that's gonna take the Avalanche out of the playoffs. So this is my thing with Colorado. The thing that may do them in. Darcy Kemper's a great goalie when it doesn't matter. He's never been in this position. Nate McKinnon's so fucking good, dude. No, I understand, but there's a <laughs> lot of pressure on Darcy Kemper. And the way that Colorado maintains possession, what's he going to face? 17 shots a game? I don't know. I don't well, know. It's going to be interesting. Ryan O'Reilly, I fucking hate him because he fell out of love with the game of hockey, but the guy shows up in the playoffs and they call him the factor for a fucking reason. So, um, yeah, that's what we got in that one. <laughs> Edmonton, one and seven. Leah Hextall, they need to launch her to fucking Pluto. She's the worst thing that's ever happened to hockey, other than pick great 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 fans. periods and stuff. You just don't like her play by play. Terrible. Same with Don Moore. Um, actually, I will say this. So I was pulling for Edmonton because I really wanted the battle, the Battle of Alberta, right? But at one point, maybe game five, I was like, man, I'd like to see LA upset them. Yeah, you know. I, I hear, like Jenks says, watch it all burn. You know what I, I mean? The same way, and also the. Uh, Ryan Whitney is a big Oilers guy. So yeah. I was like, let's fucking go, Kings. Let's yeah. fucking go. So um McDavid, man. <coughs> so fucking good. Um and then yeah, we had Calgary. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Calgary ended up being Dallas. We both thought it was gonna be a shorter series, though. Yeah. But shout out to the otter there. Jesus. To the otter and shout out to the stars for hanging in there. Yeah. Um yep. still so fucking good, dude. So we got Colorado and St. Louis. And we got Edmonton and Calgary. So what do you yeah. got? What do you got, Brownie? So Colorado, St. Louis. I said Colorado in six, but I did say before we started recording, if Colorado is gonna lose a series, it's gonna be this one. I would agree. Yeah. So I just think that, uh, like I said, I I think the question mark is Kemper. I know he's good, but he doesn't face this pressure. He he, there's long lulls for him. And St. Louis, like you said, plays a heavy game. And I don't be interesting. interesting. You know know who my wild card is? In the uh, team or player? Player. Nazim Kadri, who gets offended. If a team can get under his skin, St. Louis is going to be one of them. This is going away from the bracket that I filled out. Yeah. St. Louis and seven. St. Louis and seven. I got St. Louis and seven. They're just, they, they're fucking hard to play against. Fuck, dude, actually take those St. Louis and six. Give me St. Louis and six. All right. Kenton, this will be coming to you tomorrow, buddy. St. Louis <laughs> and six. Um, and then Calgary, Edmonton. Uh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Calgary has my brain in a pretzel because I actually had them winning the cup this year. And they just, they just went to seven games with Dallas. Yeah, I think it was the goalie. And they don't they're not facing that level of goalie for Edmonton. I have Calgary. I'll take Calgary in six. Yeah, same. <coughs> uh, fuck that. Calgary in five. <laughs> you just want to be different. No, I just don't. I just I want I think I think this game. should be it should be four or five, but I just think the the hatred and the battle of Alberta, the place is going to be going crazy. Is going to extend it a little bit. You know who I thought looked really good last night is that fucking Dylan Dubé kid. Yeah, he's a good player. What a little rat he is. Yeah. I take him on my team. Dude, Johnny Gaudreau is playing an 
unbelievable level. And the fact how that how does that guy play in the NHL? He weighs 130 fucking pounds. Why he plays smart and they have him taking one timers from the point. Like, how does he even get that much on it? It's insane. He's so fast, he's so shifty. And you notice when he, it's the same thing. Who'd we talk about? We talked about someone getting hit behind the play and they just kind of roll their shoulders and roll Was off the hit. Huh? Was it Sid? Maybe. We were talking about this last podcast, but that's what Gaudreau does. You notice he just dips that shoulder and rolls. Yeah. Actually, speaking of hits, did you see McDavid sit someone down in the very first his shift? Like, talk about setting the tone. Good yeah. grief. Like to see that. That's and Matty Chucky, Chucky chop top cheese there with that feed from uh, Gaudreau last night to get the the get his scoring. You know, get him, ugh, Jesus, stay hot, Brownie. Where he got his. Scoring going again, hopefully. Um, spoon feed me Kachuk and Cassian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, they hate each other. I'm hoping one of these games is like an eight to one game and all hell breaks loose. Good, very much. Luch- good. Yeah, Lucic is still out there. Yeah, I mean, some heavy boys on Calgary, too. Brett Ritchie. Kachuk. Kachuk can fucking throw. No, yeah, no, for sure. But I do like the fact that he's picking his spots, like how he was like, no thanks to Jamie Benn at the time. It didn't make sense. Rasmus Anderson, he's a little fucking rat. He's not big, but he, he'll piss off some people. We'll see, yeah. man. It's going to be good. It'll be fun. Um, But yeah, so that was our second round matchups. Let's do uh, Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Uh, all right, I'm going to be quick with mine here on zero. Chipotle is both my hero and my zero. Today I wore a hockey jersey. It was buy one, get one free. That was great. I have lunch for tomorrow. My zero, I was walking in. I see these fucking three fuck boys in a car. I have my capo jersey on. They go, oh, yeah, you're here for the buy one, get one. I go, yeah, bud. And they go to pull away, and I see the kid has a penguin sweater on. And uh, he goes, yeah, the Rangers suck. And without even thinking about it, I just go, suck my dick, as they like pulled away. And there were like families around. Um, so I guess I'm zero. I shouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, the kid waited till you, he was driving away to chirp you, which is kind of a zero move. It is a zero move, but like, I, I should not be acting like I'm 20. So Fair uh, apologize for that. But fucking Chipotle, that was, that was a banger. A lot of us ended up getting it. I got it. Disco got it. Clara got it. I think there was somebody else who got it. A lot of, are you a Chipotle guy? No. Why? Because they shut down because of salmonella, right? For oh my god! Listen, I go to a local burrito place when I want a burrito. I'm not you going to Aldi's yet. Produced. You go to Aldi's yet? No, I have not gone to Aldi's. I haven't been over there. All right. It's on my list. But I have a place that I I have two places that I'll get burritos. I don't go to you know giant chains. I don't eat fast food. Oh, speaking of which, <clears throat> I want to give your uh fucking barn door thing a shout out. That was pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah, we just finished it today. I thought that was cool. Um, I'm actually building like a little kind of lean-to running shed kind of looking thing to be able to put uh, firewood into. By the Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. And then another little thing that we did, we had like my dad hogwashed some some shit in the garage where like he put insulation up and then put tarp on top of the insulation. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. I did. I took all that down on Saturday. That was so fucking gross, dude. How many mice? (laughs) <laughs> no, no mice, but you could fucking smell it. It was yeah. disgusting. So now I got to put up those panels, but it'll make the garage look so much better. Nice. So, uh, 
I think my next toy I'm going to get, by the way, I'm just going off on a little fucking tangent. I want one of those side-by-sides. What is it? A side-by-side, those UTV things. Oh, oh, so like a little four-wheeler thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one of those bad. Because everybody has one like around where I live, and they just fucking, they just keep driving up and down the road. I told you the other night, I texted you, I was having ice cream with my daughter. I was having ice cream with my daughter and a buddy of mine and his kid, and eight guys on one wheels go zipping by. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And they they both looked at me. My buddy and his sister-in-law looked at me and they go, isn't that the thing you want? I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking thing I want. And the best was they all had on like neon colors and lights and stuff. It was awesome. What would have been cool is if they did like a hand gesture to you. If there was like a one wheel hand gesture. Or like the wave thing. Well, I remember last we were talking about like, yeah. like you should make one. I think it would be the hang loose. Or you could just be like one wheel. Oh, right. Long yeah, wheel. or that that should have been one of mine. Fuck. <laughs> uh, what do you got for Hero and Zero? Uh so my Zero, I'll do that first because it's it's a long-standing thing. If you're on Facebook in a Bruins group and <laughs> you start your sentence with "Let me just say this," I'm fucking blocking you. You're a fucking dope. God almighty, these people that sit... I mean, granted, I know we're ranting and raving here on a podcast. These people that get on Facebook and rant and rave about Don Sweeney's a bum. We need to get bigger and tougher. Forbitt's big. Josh Brown's tough. Mike Riley's tough and big. Charlie McAvoy hits like a steam truck, right? So there's big, tough guys on D. We need more Canadians. That's the key to the fucking Bruins victory, according to these dumbos. I I kind of agree with that. Maybe not but, the not maybe not the Bruins, but it's gone to the point with the Rangers drafting over the last couple of years. At me, shout out to Fever Boy Rex. They they never pick Canadian players, and it's like oh, so stupid. Yeah, but to me, why the, the player, fuck man. wouldn't you get the best player? That's yeah. All I have. Well, the best player in the fucking U.S. development program has never fucking worked for the Rangers. So like, start picking Canadians, and look what happened. You get Braden Schneider, who's a fucking stud, an absolute stud, and then oh. you have this fucking Brennan Othman kid who sent records for the Flint Firebirds. I mean, Keandre Miller, fucking really good player. Adam Fox, they didn't really get him. Lindgren, same thing, but fuck, I 11-11 make a wish. I like the whole Canadian thing. Oh, and I have another zero. Mark Friedman is the biggest fucking softy, fake, tough guy in the entire NHL. The Penguins defenseman you're talking about? Yeah, what a yeah. pussy that guy is. <laughs> I love how my zero is another chance for you to rant about the Pittsburgh fuck, Penguins. <laughs> it just, oh, it's infuriating. Well, thankfully, Facebook has a block, so I just block <laughs> all their posts, these people. Uh, all right, so there's my zero. My my hero, because I didn't have one coming in, but then as we were talking, my hero is Brady Kachuk. I mean, what a fucking legend this yeah, guy is turning into. Ottawa, you have a real one, and you should keep him there forever, although he'd look great in a brewery. In red, white, and blue, right. <laughs> but he's out there with the T-shirts of his brother shooting the gun, the T-shirt cannon into the crowd on the sea of red on, on stage. Shoulders and shit. Yeah, when they won, he's got the kid. He's running up and down the aisles, high five and he's not in a suite. He's not in a box. He's like in the two hundreds with commoners. I no would, pigeon tossing for Brady Kachuk. I would have to think before their careers are over that they play on the same team. I hope so. I'd like to see it in the Olympics. That'd be great for hockey. So. That would be yeah. fucking incredible for. You know what though? If they had their pick, the two of them. They go to St. Louis. That's where yeah. they're from. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that? Yeah. Holy shit. 
But yeah, so he's my hero. Brady Kachuk, man of the people. All right, last segment. Three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Wait a minute. Are you so mad at Dom Moore that you didn't play the Dom Moore music before Heroes and Zeros? That might have happened. <laughs> you were so worked up over Dom Moore. I wish we could go. If you have, if you're bored, go back and look at your face on last week's podcast when I told you that was Dom Moore with Leah Hextall. The look on your face it was like Santa's not real. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty. It was. It was really. It was tragic, honestly. Um, three stars of the week. So, oh uh, yeah, this is how this got brought up. So, documentary time. Uh, there's one on Netflix right now about Three Mile Island, and I and I was aware of kind of what happened. And essentially, long story short, there are a couple. There was a nuclear like power plant. They had two different reactors there, and one just fucking went off the haywire and started just spreading radiation all over the goddamn place. Had a meltdown, and it got it got so bad that they thought about evacuating like two million people. But at well, the time, for people that don't know, where is Three Mile Island? Uh, it's in somewhere in Pennsylvania. Oh, I thought it was in. I thought it was over in New York. No, it's somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I want to say Harrisburg. We just watched it. Um, but yeah, so this happens, and when it happens, the government's telling people, "Yeah, there's nothing to worry about. Everything's contained." And then they took a helicopter over the fucking thing, and that little reader of radioactivity is going. Bah, 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 bah. So that wasn't right. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. You Harrisburg, right. Pennsylvania. Um, it's it's pretty fun, <laughs> dude. It's pretty fucking crazy. If you guys get a chance, yeah. check it out. I'm out on nuclear energy after watching that. To me, there's well, dude, that could have been bad. Yeah, and then, there are other things. There yeah. was a hydrogen bubble in the fucking thing, and they were worried about that blowing dude, up like Chernobyl. Chill. It was fucking it was fucked up. Um dude, they brought in, I think they said that they brought in over a hundred different scientists to try to figure this fucking thing out. Crazy, 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 crazy stuff. So um conspiracy theory time. Our top three uh conspiracy, biggest conspiracy theories that there is, whatever. Yeah. Um, my third star. I was going to talk about something I talked about throughout the entire course of the whole podcast, but I don't want to do that anymore because I said it enough. My oh, thing, <laughs> I just don't, I don't think CBD works. Oh, dude, that's so, I, I'm, I, I can tell you emphatically it does. You don't think that that's like a placebo effect? No. No, I can put it, I can literally take CBD and roll it on my knees. And it, what I do when I, when my knees are bad and I go to play hockey, I do a combo of tiger bomb and CBD and it loosens and, everything up. And let me, let me take it back. Not all CBDs. Cause can I brands? I think that shit does work, but the other, all the other CBD, I just not into it. All right. That's my third star. See, mine's going to be really weak. I'm just going to roll uh-huh. through mine. My number two star, uh, the princess diet, Diana thing. Yeah. I think it was an inside job. You think the, the monarchy killed her? I think the queen killed her. Well, not hands on, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff, dude, about that. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff about uh, the driver was like a he was like a straight edge guy. What do you call those guys? Don't drink those smoke, right? Straight edge. Yeah, but he was hammered. Right. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, and That's there was weird. because she was having like an affair of on the fucking queen's yeah. kid. There. Yeah, and then. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff about it. All yeah. kinds. And then my number one star, if you think Egyptian fucking slaves put up the pyramids, you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> they would still be working on that today. So you think what? 
Something did. Aliens? Something did. Time travel? I don't know. But I tell you what, it wasn't a hundred little fucking Egyptian slaves doing it. Well, it was thousands, but accordingly to them. So, well, then you have to give me, if you're going to say it wasn't the the slaves. You and, have to- well, no, I, I, there's definitely other life out there besides us. So, so your, your number one star is aliens, not me, pyramids. Both, but yeah. Could be time travelers. You believe in like no, the space time continuing? Not, no, not you don't real. believe in all the different universes? Like you don't think there's another Ked somewhere? No. All right. I didn't know people did that. I believe it. I think I, I think I sort of believe in reincarnation. Like I think when you die, you start over. Oh, that's not reincarnation. Isn't reincarnation coming back as like a, I don't know, like a tortoise or something? It could be. That's Buddhism, basically, right? I did, yeah, but I also believe in like a God and like I guess I believe in heaven, so that doesn't really completely agree with everything I, I, I'm saying. But like at the same time, I feel like I can't comprehend nothing. Nothing's something. The word nothing is something. So what is nothing? Nobody has any idea what nothing is. So if you tell me I die, maybe I just start over as a baby again and you just keep going over and you over. You don't remember it? Yeah. It's weird to think about the world going on with you not being conscious in it. It's crazy. Yeah. Keep you up at night. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. What are your three stars? Uh, all right. So my number three is like your aliens. Uh, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. I believe in all of it. All of it. Uh, the- do you yeah. actually, dude? Yeah. Yeah. I. Why not? Uh, because technology and there's no way Bigfoot's real. Why? Because nobody's ever caught him. That doesn't mean it's not real, bro. We caught Osama bin Laden. You're telling me that we can't fucking catch Bigfoot. You don't think that there's higher forces in the government that don't want us to catch Bigfoot? No, dude, I don't. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. way we could, like, all right, whatever, agree, disagree. Bigfoot's not real. <laughs> My it's a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> My number two. Have you ever seen the show when they're Bigfoot hunters? Those guys? Yeah. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, my number two st- my number two star is uh, JFK. That is such horseshit. Have you ever seen that Oliver Stone movie, JFK? Mm-mm. You should watch it. Add it to the fucking list of a thousand movies I need you to watch. But so there's this whole thing, the Warren Commission that came out, and I'm going to get crushed because I don't I don't have all the facts here because this is off the dome. But in the Warren Commission, which was the report about the JFK that said that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, there you know like he the shots are like impossible with the bullet, the gun he had to reload and re rack that fast and everything, and how the shot threw JFK back and everything. But the thing that gets me in the Warren report, there's a thing called the magic bullet. Have you ever heard that expression? Mm. No. So the magic bullet is this one bullet that supposedly did all this damage because he only fired however many shots, three shots or whatever it was from the the book depository. Um, The bullet and it's in the Warren report. The bullet goes through one guy out another guy. And at one point, and this is illustrated great in this Oliver Stone movie. At one point, the bullet, turns in midair like a u-turn and pauses and that's how they explain this yeah it's crazy dude watch the movie it'll blow your mind get high and watch it for sure but yeah so anyways that's my number two is the jfk i don't think that lee harvey oswald acted alone i think there's a million different variables that people that could have been involved the mob the cubans it could have been the united states government cia themselves because he was pulling us out of pulling the united states out of vietnam and not that makes the people money like war. So it's probably the Pittsburgh Penguins, dude. Yeah, see, there you go. 
And my number one star, which is right in line with the Pittsburgh Penguins, is the Illuminati. The Illuminati, the all-powerful forces that control everything that we are dealing with. And I'm probably you know, something's going to happen to me. These are the behind-the-scenes, the true controllers of the world and its finances and everything else. So the Illuminati. It's a uh, – oh, sorry, that was loud. It was a uh, – the Illuminati is a uh, – a very powerful group. Uh, they're they're featured big in that. Um, what was the book we were talking about? Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code, Da Vinci Code, and all those the Illuminati's in there. Yeah, they're uh, a, like the Freemasons. Another one of these. They look safe on the surface, buddy, but they're <laughs> very dangerous. So they have it. Hopefully, I'll be here next week. <laughs> Conspiracy fucking theories. So that is what we have. For this podcast, we have round two coming up. I'm fired up. Brownie, what else do you have for people like home? Hop on, hop on the morning skate site. Check out Ked's rant about the uh, Rangers and the Penguins and how the Rangers had to overcome adversity, the Penguins and the NHL, yep. which is the Illuminati. That, yep, that's uh, number one fucking conspiracy theory right there. Keep an eye out for, I think, uh, who just posted one about Minnesota? Richie. Richie just posted his post warm about Minnesota. I'll be posting my post warm about the Bruins in the next day or so. And enjoy the next round. And as always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley. I hope the, the Flames bring it home for you. I love that. Let's go, Rangers. Talk to you guys next week. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. <laughs>